Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America located in Washington, D.C. provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish Podcast for Independent Minds. Hey gang, John Delavolpe is going to be with me in just a moment. He was a pollster for President Biden in the 2020 campaign. The lead item on this Tuesday at Smirkanish.com is a link to a piece that he published in the New York Times under the headline, Joe Biden is in trouble. And you're saying, oh, Michael, is this about that Times Siena College poll, the one that shows that President Biden is trailing Donald Trump in five of six battleground states? No, it's not that poll. It's yet more data. As a matter of fact, it's based on 16 different focus groups that John Delavolpe has recently commissioned himself. It tells a similar story, but has more of a youthful focus. So we'll get to that in just a moment. It, of course, is Election Day. You've got a handful of things that are getting a lot of attention nationally. The Kentucky gubernatorial race. The Democratic incumbent is Andy Bashir. He's campaigning for a second term against Republican challenger Daniel Cameron. That seems to be a close race. In Mississippi, Governor Tate Reeves is seeking re-election against, this is interesting, Democrat Brandon Presley, as in cousin of the king, Ohio voters deciding on one of the only ballot measures involving abortion this year. My prediction is that next year there will probably be lots of abortion measures, that it'll be a a, a clever technique of driving particularly progressives to the ballot box, as if, you know, the potential of a Trump-Biden rematch isn't enough. The idea will be put somebody on, put some issue on the uh, on the ballot that will also pull people out to vote and nothing pulls people out to vote, at least in these days, like abortion. Here in Pennsylvania, we have an open seat on the state Supreme Court. That's a competitive race or believed to be between Democratic candidate Daniel McCaffrey and Republican Carolyn Carluccio. And in Rhode Island, there's a special election to fill a congressional seat. Um, and of course, There is what's going on in Virginia. Oh, Michael, do you mean the question of whether Republicans will take control of the the state Senate? Well, yeah, I kind of do. Michael, do you mean, you know, it's it's a referendum on Glenn Youngkin? Will it give him some heft? Might people then want to draft him as an 11th hour candidate to run? Yeah, there's that, too. But I'm more interested to see what's going to happen in the 57th district for the House of Delegates, because that's where Susanna Gibson is running against David Owen. We've talked about it. She's the 40-year-old nurse practitioner who uh, 
live streamed sexual acts with her husband for money. And today's poll question asks at Smirconish.com about that. And I put it in the abstract. Could you vote for a political candidate who live streams sexual acts with their spouse? I tried to take gender out of it, TC, because many people have said, you know, if it were the guy running, it probably wouldn't be the factor that some think that it's going to be in this election. I thought you did a good job with that Thank survey you. question. I think that it both took the, the gender out and um, it put the money in, which I think the both of those points were important. And as we've taken calls on this topic, people have said, well, it would be different if it was a man. Well, it would be different if it wasn't for money, if they were just being performative and not asking for tips. So hey, let's see what happens. Look, it's salacious. I mean, I, I'm, I'm asking the question because it's salacious. But I'm also asking the question because arguably control of the House of Delegates in Virginia A state where all eyes are focused today could be determined by the outcome in that 57th district. So we'll see what happens, but go cast your ballot at Smirconish.com in the meantime. As I say, the lead item that I have posted today was authored by my next guest. Headline, Joe Biden is in trouble. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. The lead item that I have posted today was authored by my next guest. Headline, Joe Biden is in trouble. John Delavolpe is the director of polling at the Harvard Kennedy School Institute of Politics, where he's led the Institute's polling initiatives on understanding American youth since the year 2000. He's the author most recently of the bestseller, Fight how Gen Z is channeling their fear and passion to save America. He's the founder and CEO of Social Sphere. That's a public opinion research company headquartered in Massachusetts. But most importantly, for our purposes today, he was a pollster for Joe Biden in the 2020 campaign and joins me now. Hey, John, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciated what you just published. 
Thank you. It's great to be with you, Michael. So I said at the outset that you would be here and we would be talking about new survey data, but it would not be the Times Siena poll. I would be derelict in my duty if I didn't ask you about that. Joe Biden trailing Donald Trump in five of six battleground states, uh, Wisconsin being the exception. What did you make of that? You know, that's a that had a lot we've had a lot of controversy of course kind of in our space of the last you know 24 48 hours around that but let me tell you i think that's a it's a it's a solid poll and it's a meaningful poll of course it's a snapshot in time of course there's a year to go um between now and the election but i don't think it's breaking news michael to say that the democratic coalition for generations has always been difficult to corral in in this coalition at this time because a lot of stressors on americans is 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 potentially weakening and i think that's one of the the more important things to pull out of that survey part one and the other part is is no one can underestimate a uh, Trump's um, uh, the, the 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 degree to which Republicans remain kind of aligned with Trump despite the fact of what happened to the circus in the House, and also B, I think that um, from that poll I can see in the, from other polls the uh, the important role that uh, third party independent candidates can have as, as spoilers. So, listen, um, I, I think it's I think all polls are, are worth looking at, and but I think when you look at the trends over the last couple of months regardless of one poll or a series of polls, I think that's where we are right now. So your your recent uh, analysis, these 16 focus groups, you focus on youth voting. And in that time, Siena poll, I took note of the fact that voters under 30 favor Biden by only a single percentage point. In that respect, it comports with your findings. Is that fair to say? Well, generally, yes. Generally, yes. You know, a couple of points on that. I think where I look at younger people is what are all younger people think? What are younger people who are registered voters versus those who are most likely to vote? Those who are most likely to vote show um, a, a, a six-point, I think it's a six-point advantage of Biden over Trump. It's still not near the, the double digits he'll need, I think, in each of those states to, to feel comfortable. You know, so so that's one. And then secondly, those 16 focus groups, I did those for um, you know, uh, around the country with the, with the objective of really trying to not in a political way necessarily for, you know, but to understand what it takes to encourage young people to participate in civic life, whether it's voting in local elections, state elections, national elections, volunteering, those sorts of things. That was the focus of those focus groups I've conducted over the last couple of months. And, and when they have those conversations and we find younger people who who are not necessarily as committed to voting as they were in 22 and 20 and 18, I asked them why. I basically hear two lines back. One is, especially among people of color, I hear, I keep on voting, yet I keep on losing my rights. And they question the efficacy of the current process, system one. And then the other thing I hear, which I note in the op-ed, which frankly I think is one of the more interesting findings I've had in some time, is that we're in a stage now where, where our younger people are thinking about what I would call kind of the, the, the reverse of, of, of Reagan's trickle-down theory of the economy, where wealth gets shared from you know, the upper class down to the working class. And now I hear the reverse. I hear young people tell us that 
the problems, mistakes, the challenges, the wars of previous generations are now trickling down on them. In some cases, it's too hard to bear, and they really question, again, the efficacy of, of what they've received for all the participation that they've had the last couple of years. I think, by the way, they've received quite a lot, and that's really, I think, the vexing challenge for the White House right now. You know, they've so- received $100 billion plus in student loan relief. You know, the largest climate uh, package in the history of the country, progress on other issues, including gun reform. I'm so glad that you raised this because I circled this paragraph. And in fact, let me just quickly read it. Quote, if these are your words, if you spend enough time with young people, you will most likely hear them espouse what I call the modern trickle down effect theory. This concept is a twist on the Reagan Reagan era theory where wealth flowed from top down. Today, many young people see wars, problems and mistakes originating from the older generations in top positions of power and trickling down to harm those most vulnerable and least equipped to protect themselves. This is the fabric that connects so many young people today, regardless of ideology. This new generation of empowered voters is therefore asking across a host of issues. If not now, then when is the time for a new approach? And is it fair to say, John, that the situation in Israel with Gaza and with Hamas crystallizes some of those perspectives. It absolutely positively does, Michael. And we're foolish if we think otherwise. Oftentimes, you know, pollsters and pundits will say, you know, foreign policy doesn't play a role, certainly kind of a second, certainly a backseat to the economy in most elections. That's that's often true. Um, But we saw the 22 midterm elections at least among younger people, what was driving that level of vote and enthusiasm were issues beyond the economy, of course, right? Issues about basic rights to access reproductive health care. So those are value-based, values-based issues of which I think the war is. And what younger people are telling me, my phone has been blowing up, Michael, over the last several weeks of younger people concerned, and they don't see this as an either-or issue, they're looking for leadership um, to, to protect those who are most vulnerable, people like themselves. And that's what really motivates people um, to, uh, to vote and participate, certainly younger people um, who are members of, of what I call the Gen Z or Zoomer generation. You say that Gen Zers and millennials, they need to know that Joe Biden has their backs. How much of a factor is his age? Because that is not a focus of your piece from The New York Times. No, that's a very astute. It's not a it's not a focus. I've never felt that age is correlated with whether or not a young person is enthusiastic or willing to vote for you. If that were the case, Bernie Sanders, you know, would would never have had the success he's had in terms of stirring up, um, you know, important parts of, uh, of, of, of young America. Um, I think the key for, for, for Biden to kind of reconnect um, and, and, and make these young, and, and, and help persuade young people to participate next November is, is, is reminding them of two things. One, that government can and has done big things. Like I said, uh, $100 billion plus is doing debt relief et cetera, et cetera, one. And second is he is the right, um, uh, you know, leader to, to c- continue this era of progress based upon his skills to, to, receive, to get bipartisan support 
for a lot of the issues that young people hold dear. But it's a two-step process. The first step is they ne- he needs, and we all collectively, I believe, need to remind younger people that the system can work when you participate. Because, Michael, without younger people in 2020, we're, 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 we're in the second part of the Donald Trump's second administration, without a question. Right. Can I, can without I, young uh, people in 22, Mitch McConnell's in charge. Can I interject at uh, this clarification? It's it lets someone hear this conversation and think that your thesis is that Biden would lose the voters you're focused on to Trump. It's really instead of a function of motivation. It's not so much that they're going to they're going to go vote for Donald Trump. They just won't come out and vote. Yeah, it's two things. One is one is the 2020 election was the highest was 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 the first time where a majority of young Americans voted 50 51 52 percent it was it was 60 plus percent among college campuses um, all polls including the Harvard polls indicating that the turnout again it could change I've been looking at this for 20 something years it could change um, but all indications are now that that vote will be depressed one and secondly as I've written before I believe for a Democrat to to win a national basis, he or she needs to hit about a 60% uh, share of that vote. So it's not about Trump winning the youth vote. It's a question of what is the per- turnout percentage and what is the margins for the Democrat. Um, and, and that obviously gets more complicated if there are independent candidacies. Okay, final question, important question, and thank you for being so gracious with your time. I get why you did the analysis, because this is what you do. Why did you publish it in the Times? I can't imagine this sits well in the White House with, you know, the the, the guy who's polling you did in the last cycle. Listen, uh, Michael, I felt a responsibility to you know, to kind of to offer up um, what I hear and, and, and feel and see every day in terms of what young people care about. Um, and, and that's why I published in the Times. Do I regret the headline? Which, which certainly could have stirred up um, a, a lot of anxiety in some circles. Of course, an op-ed writer, guest essayist, is not a headline writer. But I think if we, if we read the piece, you'll see it comes from a place where, at the end of the day, listen, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. And my concern is that unless we collectively appreciate what's in the hearts and minds of young people, they're, as I said, less likely to turn out, less likely to support the president more likely to support third party candidates and all of that, you know, has the potential for bringing Donald Trump back, which would be a complete disaster. So okay, this, this that's, time I, that's why I wrote it. This time I mean it when I promise it's the last question. Do You don't go <laughs> so far as David Axelrod does, which is to say there needs to be some soul searching by the president himself. No, can I can I be very clear on this one? And um, is that I have been. I am and I will always be a supporter of President Biden and his administration. I had the pleasure to serve on his team, you know, um, in, the, in the first cycle. And I'll do whatever I always have done, whatever I can to kind of to um, to, to help his uh, to help his agenda, his administration. I don't think, Michael, um, there's been a more youth forward administration, youth forward looking president than this president. Um, he's done tremendous things for younger people. And all I'm trying to do is to try to help connect the dots so younger people appreciate that and, and the rest of us can help them, um, um, you know, understand that, again, politics and engagement is it's the only, way, it's the only thing we can do. There's no other choice. 
John, that was excellent. I'm really appreciative of your analysis. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Take care. John Delavolpe is the director of polling at the Institute of Politics at Harvard's Kennedy School. He oversees its youth poll and has done so since the year 2000. He was a pollster for Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Makes no bones about it. His cards are on the table. He's for Biden. The headline on the piece, which he didn't write. I've got experience with this. I know I know the beef. You know, Joe Biden is in trouble. Nevertheless, seems like it accurately, in my opinion, reflects the data that he presents based on 16 focus groups. This is different from the Siena College poll that shows that in Nevada, it's Trump 52, Biden 41, or in Georgia, it's Trump 49, Biden 43, or in Arizona, it's 49, 44, Trump, in Michigan, 48, 43, Trump, Pennsylvania, 48, 44, Trump, only Wisconsin, among the half dozen so-called battleground states, do you find Joe Biden with a two-point advantage and guys ladies gentlemen i i have to say this there are two you know big stories playing out today from my perspective beyond israel beyond gaza i mean domestically one of them is all of this shock data that shows donald trump is beating joe biden as of today and the second is the trump civil fraud case where, you know, he slugged it out, President Trump, with the judge for three and a half or four hours yesterday. And and I don't see them as being connected simply because they involve Donald Trump. I see them causally connected. I think that Donald here, I'll just flat out say it. it it's not so much that Donald Trump is in the position that he is, according to all this data, in spite of four indictments, the civil fraud case, and the efforts now afoot to remove him under the 14th Amendment, it's because of, it's because of that and other factors. The economy or the way that it's perceived, the youth vote and the situation in Israel and Gaza and their perception of it. I mean, there are a lot of things going on. Biden's age is a factor. But I think this is so playing into Trump's hands that he's the victim. He's the aggrieved one. And look at the way he's being treated by this judge in New York. What do you make of all the data, both from the 16 focus groups that John Delavolpe just did around the country and that Times Siena poll that tell a story of right now Joe Biden being on the losing end of a rematch with Donald Trump? This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America located in Washington, D.C. provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. John Della Volpe was just here. He was a pollster for Joe Biden in 2020. He thinks Joe Biden's in trouble. He's not alone. Tom, you're in Boca. You listened. What reaction did you want to share? Yeah, I just want to, you know, I'm a younger guy than you, Michael, um, but in my lifetime, I've just never seen an administration that has, that does not know how to use a bully pulpit, that cannot communicate, cannot control the narrative. And the combination of Biden, who's a bad communicator, and, and, and Harris, who just is never even communicating out in public, it's, it's just baffling to me that they just allow everyone else to, to build their narrative for them, and they just play right into Trump's hands. What could be done differently? I mean, it's politics 101. You got to keep jabbing the guy in the face. I mean, uh, pick, pick. There's so many things to attack Trump on every day. There's so many things to tout on the economy. I mean, talk about the unemployment rate every single day. Brag a little bit. Talk about the economy, stupid. It's not too complicated. If you let everyone else tell you how bad the economy is, there's going to be a pessimistic, pessimistic point of view. I, I mean, remember it's just politics 101. You got to brag a little bit. I remember having the same observation about President. Uh, thank you, by the way, Tom. I appreciate it about President Obama at this stage, meaning at the at the close of his administration. People forget he was underwater, and I remember saying the guy is so good on the campaign trail and so poor at selling what he's got going on. And speaking of Obama, you know, how about David Axelrod in in the face of in the face of this poll from the New York Times and Siena College, Axe says it's very late to change horses. A lot will happen in the next year and no one can predict. And Biden's team says his resolve to run is firm. He's defied CW conventional wisdom before, but this will send tremors of doubt through the party, not bedwetting but legitimate concern. He was a guest of Wolf Blitzer also talking about the data pertaining to the president. And he said this. Do you think he should drop out? I, I Wolf, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I think he's entitled to make that decision on, on his own. And I've said many times, I don't think uh, a primary challenge would be successful. It would only weaken him. So I've not encouraged that. Uh, but I think, you know, he, he has a record to be proud of. And I think history will be kind to Joe Biden based on what he's done 
uh, in his first in his term as president. And, the, uh, you know, the question is, uh, how will it end? Will it end uh, with the defeat of Donald Trump or not? That's what he has to consider, because how it ends is important. He, I mean, notice he didn't say, no, no, he needs to hang in there and turn the ship around. He also said he doesn't think that a challenge is the way to make this happen. What's the implication? What I heard was him saying he needs to step aside. He needs to take himself out of it. By the way, at UVA, Larry Sabato, whose opinion I also have great respect for, said the following in a tweet for those moaning about the latest New York Times Siena poll and then a couple of bullets. Election is a full year away. Biden's likely opponent faces 91 counts in multiple jurisdictions. Economy is clearly improving, but it takes many months for voters to perceive and believe it. Keep calm. Carry on. Robert, you're in Connecticut in Torrington. Thinking what today? I'm thinking that uh, if if Biden really goes after Trump, talks about his accomplishments and what he's hoping to uh, accomplish, he will take him out. I think Trump is his own worst enemy, and I think he's going to continue to shoot himself in the foot, and that I think that uh, Biden, if he takes it to him, will win. I would prefer to have him uh, replace uh, his vice president, but that's just kind of a uh, nice to do from my perspective. It does not what, what of the fa- and thank you, Robert. What of the fact that she, Kamala Harris, runs better against Trump than Biden does? That's another nugget of this poll. And I know there are a lot like Robert who say he's got to replace the number two because the combination of his age and lack of faith in her is a very, very difficult dynamic for Biden to overcome. Uh, David, Delaware, what did you most want to say? Hey, Michael, I uh, I never practiced law in New York. I went to law school in New York, but I Donald Trump looked, I mean, literally sounded like he was losing his mind yesterday in the courtroom. And I think if that, which we both know as lawyers is not the way to talk to a judge, but uh, I think if he loses his financial stability and his, his, his New York empire, I, I think he, his focus is going to change from being president of the United States to how do I make more money? Because I like my private 757 jet. I like Mar-a-Lago. I like my, you know, my my big home in New Jersey. I like my building on, you know, 5th and 57th. So I, I think, uh, but I think, I think that could help uh, Joe Biden. But Wait, is your idea, I, I think, if, is your, is your idea... Is your idea that if Trump gets stung for a lot of money in this case, and I think he will, the key is what's going to happen on appeal, that that would cause him to to want to be out of the election so that he could focus on making money? Because I, I think cause I, money's always been what has driven him. Oh, as a it's his God. Being. I mean, he's right. made. Yes. But I think I think Trump's perception is to be president is the opportunity to make money like he'll, he'll be in office and then he can let Eric and Don Jr. You know, run the family business. It seems to me I just said this to T.C. a moment ago during the commercial break. We were looking up at the television monitors and Ivanka Trump was on and we agreed she wants no part of this. Zero. The less only, than zero. The only person who wants less to do with it, I think, is Melania, probably. <laughs> right. right? Um, but but to the caller's point. Point. I think Trump views being in office as his meal ticket. I mean, because if he's not the president and he gets he gets hit with this civil verdict, 
how in the world does he have the leverage, the wherewithal to do anything to bail himself out? I don't see it. Steve, you're in Portland, Maine. What did you most want to say? Uh, well, what I, what I most want to say, thanks for the, taking the call, Michael, is right now we're, we're talking about a perfect storm against Biden and I guess for Trump by, by default. Um, with what's happening in Israel, if you look at the TikTok uh, posts, uh, Israel is running three, or I should say pro-Palestinian posts are running three to four times pro-Israel. That's the youth. So yep. the youth are against Biden. Uh, he split the party. And it's unfortunate because he's doing the right thing, but he split the party. And uh, Trump now is looking like a hero because he's being persecuted. And so everything is on the rise for him. He's, he's getting more support. Biden's getting less support. But it's all subject to change based on the factors that are in play when the actual you know, real votes count. But right now, Biden is, is he's floundering and there's nothing he can do right now to change that. And, and if you look at, at what uh, the conditions on the street when he won, Biden was never viewed as the tar- sharpest tool in the shed. He was always uh, a kind of a hold your nose vote, too. You know, it was either him or Trump and the youth. We're big on that, and, and he had the black well, vote then, and he's lost. He's losing the youth because he looks so darn old right now, and he's not going to look any younger. So let me let me just say something. I, I embrace everything you've just offered, and I would simply say, thank you, Steve. I, I would simply say that on Saturday on CNN, by the way, thank you, Danny Savalos, for allowing me to take a, a day of R&R yesterday. I really appreciate it. I forget that it's it's not a Monday. It's a Tuesday. On Saturday... I had Erwin Shemarinsky, the dean of the UC Berkeley Law School. He's been my guest here on POTUS in the past. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. He's a First Amendment scholar. And we were talking about the campus speech issues and the different approaches from different schools. And we also talked about the youth divide. And it's plainly evident, not only uh, looking at TikTok as a barometer, but also looking at all the polling data that younger Americans are the reverse of older Americans in terms of who they sympathize with. It's, it's not that they, that it's not that they give Hamas a clean slate for what happened on 10, seven. No, they don't, but they're much more concerned about, you know, the, the Palestinian cause going forward, distinct from Hamas and Hamas and what Hamas did on 10, seven. It's undeniable. And so now where Biden is seen as, standing with Israel and going through the motions of calling for a quote-unquote humanitarian pause, it's not enough. It's not enough. And they're upset. And that is that is part of this witch's brew, I think, uh, that is plaguing him. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish. For independent minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.